The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, Dirtfish Rally friends, and a very, very Happy New Year to you all. And welcome to this very special edition of Spin the Rally Pod. Now, well, a number of weeks ago, I had the very real pleasure of sitting down and interviewing who was then His Excellency Mohammed Ben Salayman, as I'm sure you're all aware he is now President Ben Salayam, head of the FIA. Many congratulations to President Ben Salayam on his election to that role. Uh, yeah, I sat down with him, I had 25 or so minutes with him, and you know, he went through with me his vision of where he thinks rallying should be and where it should be going to and how we should get there. It was a fascinating talk I had with His Excellency at the time. Now, you know, the other thing that's interesting in this discussion that you're about to hear is really to find out a little bit about President Ben Salim, I'm sure a lot of you are aware of uh, what his achievements are, what he's done in the past, but a lot of you also won't be aware. And we go through his achievements in rallying. He's very, very much a rally man, 14 times Middle East rally champion. Uh, And he's a bit of a trailblazer in the Middle East, the first person from the Middle East to be elected onto the FIA World Motorsport Council. He's a man who is deeply, deeply rooted in the sport of rallying. And Well, have a listen, see what you think. And uh, maybe, once you've listened to this interview with now President Ben Salim, you can let us know your thoughts. Here we go. Mohamed, first of all, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you very much for giving me a little bit of your time today, your very, very precious time, because... <laughs> You're a busy, busy man. Yes. Um, no, thank you for coming. I mean, it is. we are in the middle of the um, one of the events that is very dear to me that um, I started a long time ago, and then I just landed on Sunday to the airport, took the car and came, and I can't leave them alone, you know. They, um, I think it's, it's also supporting them morally and being here uh, to a place where it is dear to me. Yeah, it's very dear to you, yeah. isn't it? Listen, you know, a lot of people will obviously know about you as, as candidates, yes. obviously for the FIA presidency. Uh, but you know, you've been involved in motorsport for the past three decades. Yes. You were what, 14 times Middle East champion. Yes. Rallying in particular is in your blood. Yes, and that's why I'm here. I mean, uh, motorsport, just, I, I couldn't uh, be another uh, football player. So, I mean, I, I love watching a good game. In football, but uh, I couldn't see myself there. So, uh, motorsport also and cars always uh, attracted me. Uh, I was much more into it. Uh, the speed, the challenge. Uh, when your hair goes up, and then you feel that, and then your butterflies. And so I, I, I started it with a passion. I didn't start it to to go and have a trophy, honestly. And then the trophy started coming. And one thing I never did, Colin. If you come to my uh, my house. You will never see 
uh, and and uh, when I was driving, you will never see a photo of me winning. Never, and you will never see a trophy. Why is and, that? Um, I, I always thought that if I see them, I will get will get in my head that oh look at me, I'm the champion. Then I thought maybe I wouldn't do good in the other uh, race. So I didn't want it to get into my head that I am the champion. What do you know what? As I say, you won 14 Middle East yeah, titles, yeah. you won 60 or so international yeah. rallies in your career. What did you do with all those trophies? Where did they go? I actually, um, I moved houses uh, two times and uh, sadly they were in plastic bags and uh, uh, our people there accidentally uh, they, thought, they thought it was uh, garbage. I, I regret it, but some of them, of course, I have uh, uh, maybe 50% of, of them. But, you know, Khan, it was something that I really never uh, thought that uh, I would uh, I need a return. The satisfaction was good. A lot of people said, you know, retire. Why should I retire at, the, at that age? And then um, I always kept giving and uh, and if there was any stress or pressure um, don't look back look in the uh, ahead and when there is uh, an event that you don't do good i look forward to the other one and uh, but i kept on going and uh, really if, if, if you also uh, have the education had an education it makes it much more, uh, uh, not easy, easier to understand the communication with your team, to understand the communication with your sponsor, to understand the communication with the car also. Of course, yeah. And it's, you know, you did get a lot from Middle East rallying, yes. but you know, as your racing career, your rallying career came towards an yeah. end, you started putting back into Middle East rallying, and particularly with this event. Y yes, um, I, I'm a believer that any sport uh, I can, can or sport person can give back. Uh, it sometimes it's sad to see some of the um, good football or good uh, sportmen that once their career as a player ends, it's like an on-off switch, and then they have no um, the, what do I call? They are not prepared for the other stage of their life. And I looked at it and so that if I want to deliver, I can't go on winning or rallying all the time. Age takes So I, I actually retired when I was 41, uh, which is still young compared for to when you see, you know, yes, for a rally driver. But I saw an opportunity, and so I said, it's, let me change. And, um, and then I was an organizer while I was a driver, because this is 91, I was still at my uh, peak. Uh, and then I took over the ASN and the club, and the rest was history. Yeah, and do you know what, you, you, you've, you've overseen an awful lot of change in yes. Middle East rallying and, and you, you achieved a lot in terms of obviously uh, this event here, the Abu Dhabi Desert yes. Challenge, the, the, the championship, but, but maybe what you achieved in the FIA has, has already uh, become something that, that you're very, very proud of because you were the first, what, Middle East representative and yeah. uh, vice president. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, the, the opportunity is there. You see, FIA is a world organisation. Um, and diversity is important. Uh, um, we are grateful to the people who came from Europe and helped us. Really, we wouldn't have done it. For example, I'll tell you maybe, David Richard started things here, started motorsport. I mean, I was still, I think if he said 77, I just was still in high school, you know, like, and he started, he's young, he's not old, but he started in Kuwait, then went to Qatar and came to the UAE and did it. So, uh, but now we need also uh, uh, to sustain it by 
you never, first of all, can do without the involvement of the right people to, uh, to, uh, to develop motor sport or any other sport. But I went to the FIA, I took the uh, ASN and then when I went to the FIA. But one thing I realized, you can never parachute on people. Right. You know, you have to earn your way. And the trust and the knowledge, I surrounded myself with good people. Uh, few of them are Irish, but when and <laughs> Irish and Scottish as well, <laughs> which is good to see. But, but, but tell me a little bit then about, in particular, rallying, because obviously Darkfish is a rally yeah. site, and and I know that the uh, the presidency of the FI is, is overarching. Yeah. Yes. Um, but we're interested in yes. rallying. Um, what, what is your opinion? What is your view on the health of rallying just now in terms of the World Rally Championship, and maybe more importantly for yourself, the regional championships? Yes. Um, the regional championship had issues. Had, you know, I, I lived it. I was a driver for 20 years in it, and then I, uh, uh, we were the organizers. But it came to a point where um, the uh, technical uh, department or technical rules um, was changing all the time. Cars were not affordable. I feel that we start with something like, let's say, 100,000 euro, and then we don't police it. And of course, you understand that there is, I understand that there is a, a, a cost that goes on of 10% extra and this, but at the end of the day, it has to be affordable. And when I justified it to the government, for example, I mean, each car costed me $33,000 to organize, and I ended up by having 12 cars. It's actually an embarrassment. Uh, in some of our other neighboring countries, they had four. Yeah. You know, and, but I, I believe that it is, there is no blame game here, Colin. There is something that we should sit down and say, what is the problem? And then you can cure it. You know, you can diagnose it first and admit it. Um, I believe that uh, um, um, the humiliation cannot be all the time, and uh, we have to be a bit more merciful with the with rallying, and uh, and but not forget the safety side of it. Of course, uh, I think uh, I am a believer that we'll have more uh, cars and more teams. So, you know, is the answer to not just the Middle East Championship, but I suppose Region. the regional championships? Yes. Is it cost? Is it, is do you think main? Main cost, which comes from, we have to be more sympathetic, I said, by not uh, uh, forgetting our old, the old cars are still proper. They can still go on rally for, uh, um, uh, for affordable cost. And then also the organization side, we have to look at it and not making also a burden on the organizers. And third, why can't we have a promoter? Yeah. You know, like, like make it appeal. We have to make the championship appeal to people. How do we make rallying more appealing? How do we how do we take a sport which did have great appeal two decades ago? It had how do we reintroduce that stars? Appeal? You need stars. Yeah. You don't need just winners, Colin. Right. You have winner of a championship or a winner, of, and you have champions, but you have. How those. do you make stars? Ah, it, yeah, it's, no. <laughs> it's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, you are now okay. Uh, I, I, it comes also with the personality of a person. I mean, there are people who win so many times, but you need a talker, you know, like you need someone who pulls people, you need someone within the camera, he learns fast. And to adapt himself that uh, actually uh, um, attract more people, audience in it. I mean, now when we did it, we didn't have what you have now. We had more cameras, we had so much, and, 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 and we were limited to our exposures. So do you think we need to embrace perhaps a little bit more of the, the new medias, the, uh, the technologies that are available to, to 
maybe spread the appeal of our sport a little more. Spread, uh, spread the appeal of our sport and also spread that the drivers have also a responsibility, not just to win stages and rallies, but actually to win people. This is what we are. That's a great line. Yeah. That's fantastic. I agree with you totally. Yeah. To win to win people and to yeah. win in particular, Mohammed, I suppose younger people. Yes, okay. definitely. No, no sport survives with a, with an aging population. Circle of life. We, we need to. Yeah. By the time we come to the end, we have to have someone started also. Again, that then comes back to, you know, the competitors. I mean, you know, youngsters, they have to feel an affinity with a sport. And they, yes. have to, they have to feel a passion for a sport. And passion normally comes from, like you said, you wanted to be a footballer. I wanted to be a golfer. I was never going to be a golfer. But, you know, I could, I could play a little bit of golf. You know, it is really important that at all levels we give youngsters some sort of opportunity, whether that's, I suppose, uh, maybe digital opportunities yes. or karting or, or even simple things like um, auto tests. Yes. We, we really have to, to uh, I suppose, connect again with these young people and give them something in motorsport. True. I mean, now there is varieties and also affordable. You know, uh, um, if we go and I, in my manifesto, I said we can double. Uh, yes, we can. I, I know it's not easy, and I'm not selling words here, but you know, there is realism about it. You know, when I look at India and China, and both of them have um, 2.8 billion, 2.8 billion of population, and their, uh, um, sorry, uh, licensing competitions doesn't really come to two thirds of Finland. Wow. You know, 12,000, we're talking about here, maybe 7,800. You know, and Finland is what, 5.9 million people? I mean, it's, it's nothing. I'm not saying we will have the same ratio, but what I am saying is it's doable. Uh, and why do we go on? As I said before, I mean, um, we can't just stick to, oh, this, uh, this is the blueprint, uh, um, um, affordable, introduct, uh, an introduction of vehicles has to be with this specification or these engines. No, it has to be with one general specification, safety, yeah. and environment. The rest, I leave it to the, uh, how it's made, to the local uh, um, uh, production. That will be music to the ears of many uh, ASNs. Yes, and people want to do it, Colin. I, uh, but yeah. that's not everything, that's one thing. Yeah. Okay, affordable even, uh, um, uh, or the organization also. You see, like digital, I am not here accusing or something, but it's common sense. I heard that the uh, um, digital races, we have to send two to three stewards. <laughs> I mean, that's cost to the organizers, but that's digital. You can actually observe it, you know, I... I you, you, you've, you've said something there that shocks me. I, I'm amazed. Yes, I, for digital competition. Yes, three, you know, I, I believe that's what someone told me, you know, and I said, I mean, like, I don't want even to know about it because you, you're trying here to make an affordable uh, introductory to, the, uh, to your sport. We have, and we have to engage also with, with the manufacturer. We have to engage with the people and more. Well, that, that was going to be then my next question to you because you know, manufacturers are the lifeblood of rallying. Yes. There's no question about that. When rallying is at its most popular, we have lots of manufacturers. We have three right now at the very highest level in the World Rally Championship. Yeah. Two and a half. Two and a half, I agree with you with that as well. I agree with you. And I, and I know you're very close to Mr. Wilson. And, yes, and with Malcolm, yes. Re regularly. What do we have to do? Because it looks as if this, this new 
World Rally Car Formula or Rally One yeah. Formula hasn't attracted new manufacturers as we hoped it would. Yes. What do we have to do, in your view, with the next set of regulations to bring in more manufacturers, to excite them again? We have to go back to um, a white piece of paper and we uh, should not just have uh, um, patches on, on, we have to look at it in a, a maybe a helicopter view, we have to engage the manufacturers. I mean, I talked to some of the manufacturers said, what do you think of the commission? They said, we pay money. I said, do you get value for it? They said, no. I mean, we should listen to them. Sorry, I, um, um, I'm not blaming the FIA. I'm saying that it is a joint venture uh, from the FIA and also the promoter and also the manufacturer. And we'll have to engage also with the organizers who are actually representing government, some of them, you know, because the money, you know, water do not come uphill, goes downhill, you know, like, and you can't push it. You need a blessing from the uh, top. And I believe we look at it, look at the cross country. Um, it took me 30 years to reach what, and what is that? I always said, please, let's have a promoter. We never had a promoter for 30 years. I never stopped calling, asking the right people, I'm not saying in the last 10 or 12 years, I've been saying it even in the days of, of, of Max and before. You know, let's look at it. The, um, it was a bit ignored. And the, now you see manufacturers are, are having, their sales are more from four by four than, than the normal cars. And now it became, okay, it took me 30 years, but I don't want the rest of the championship to take 30 years. We don't have that much. Uh, time. Well, that's absolutely true. We don't have that much yes. time because if we don't get things right in the next maybe four or five, five years, years, we have to lead, Colin. We have to lead, really. Um, the way, uh, I mean, the landscape is changing and the, uh, we are under a lot of pressure. And, and I, I feel that uh, engaging uh, and, and uh, listening to the manufacturer that way they want to go. But then we have to lead with our technical department. You see, the FIA are the regularity. They own the championship. The promoter is there, respect. Uh, he has a lot of work to do. And then the manufacturer. So this dialogue has to be there all the time. And we don't expect um, a magic wand in one year or two years. It has to be a process. Yeah, no, and, and as you say, a process that will hopefully bear fruit yes. in four or five years' time. You mentioned there your promoter for the cross-country championship. Uh, <laughs> we're here in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. I have to say, one of my favourite events in all the world. I was here and covered it five years ago, six years ago, and I've been desperate to get back ever since. It's just, uh, there is something very special about the discipline of cross-country rallying, yes. about the challenge, yes. about the bravery. Yes. Um, obviously, it's something that's very dear to yeah. your heart. Do you know, I always think, I said, this area, Colin, my ancestors, what did they do 100 years ago? Camels and then horses, no cars. And you know what? No navigation. The stars, they were brave. Right. And now we are a bit spoiled. You know, we have the air conditioning in our uh, cross-country cars and we have the best GPSs and we have all of that and the communication. No, it is, it is actually a challenge. Um, and I always said, do not underestimate this desert. You underestimate it, it can bite you. I mean, you can have issues. It is just planes and then reading the road is very uh, important. I remember one time Carlos Sainz said to me, Mohammed, what do you do here? I said, never. If you come to a cone where is uh, the sand, do not stop. You will not be able to come out. Unless because it's moving sand and, you know, soft sand. You just start 
going around and around till you see an angle to go out. And then he said, thank you very much for that because it is important to read the road. It's important, it's an endurance and it's coming a faster endurance, not like it used to. But it, it's, you know, what struck me about the Abu Dhabi Desert Challenge when I came here the first time was just how spectacular it was. The whole thing, watching cars, yes. SUVs, whatever they are, going up these dunes, which you, you, I remember standing at the top of one dune and saying, no, we must be in the wrong place. Because yeah. there's no way in yeah. the world well, you're going to get anything yes. up here. Yes. And never mind down the other side. True. And then all of a sudden, wow, cars, bikes, everything. See. Do you know, what more can you do to sell that? Because for me, rallying, yeah, rallying has got still that, that yeah. great potential. Definitely. But for me, there's massive potential yeah. in cross-country in its appeal. What can we do to, to or what can, can you yes. I, do? Uh, Colin, that's what I never kept, uh, stopped hope. I always uh, believed in the product. Uh, I, we had our own off. We had turbulences, sponsorship, uh, uh, the championship was an, an, a bit neglected. Uh, it's a cross country, it's not a world championship. Now we have a world championship. Now we have a good promoter. Uh, I communicate good with the ASO and with Ian, and I mean, uh, the, uh, we have a lot of dialogue for the best of all of us. I mean, if it's only beneficial to ASO and not to us or the FIA, we will fail. But there is some ground rules there, but there is also acceptance uh, um, uh, to make it more important is, as I said, a promoter is very important. People will come, there are people who want to spend, and they want people who want to have an adventurer also. You can't rely also only on the manufacturers, but you have to rely on the privateers, and also the people who want adventure. You see, all of that are combined together, bringing them here. People like to have, uh, to go to a mysterious areas, and we should link it to tourism. We should link it to people who wants to come. You know, all of these tours now, you go for one hour and come, it's boring. People have been done this, went to there and this. This is real adventure where you can actually be uh, uh, involved and part of a major event like the Takar or like the Abu Dhabi Desert Challenge. Yeah, that's, that's another important part, isn't it? When, when we talk about you know, the sustainability of motorsports, it's, yes. it's making them relevant. They've got to be relevant to sponsors, to host countries, and it's finding that that middle ground where, where there's benefits coming to everyone and not just a few. And I guess that's the same for motorsports sure. in general. It's finding a way of making it relevant and finding the benefits to, to the broader yeah. community. True. I mean, if you look at Formula One, it's easier. You go on and you go to the Paddock Club or something, but here, it is where you have to invest that time to go and reach camp and sit with them. And then you will see the, the whole uh, operation, how it's been done. Really, I'm proud of my team. And, and do you think that you know, when we look at uh, President Tott and his, yes. his time in charge yes. of the FI, he's very much been involved in road safety. And yes. We see now this, this affordable helmet campaign yes. that yes. he's running. Um, for me, the, I suppose, going forward, you know, electric cars and electrification of cars and the challenges that that pr pr produces for everyday driving. Yes. You know, maybe motorsport potentially has a job to do in teaching people a little bit about electrification and how, how, they, uh, you know, how it all works and, and the dangers involved potentially. Yes. First of all, uh, President Dot did a great job at the safety, which actually makes motorsport appealing and it gives polish the image also of what's true. And I met him in, in uh, Mexico and uh, uh, amazing that the, uh, that the helmet 
is is uh, is twenty dollars. Is that right? Yes, I mean, wow. I mean that's great. I, I'm thinking of buying them. I said to him, "Thank you, <laughs> John, for this because," and he showed me, and it's certified. Uh, um, I believe that the uh, uh, the electrification now is is something that uh, the uh, uh, we can't have a, a straight answer for it. Definitely, and I mean, you can ask the biggest uh, manufacturer. Uh, I would just what we need to have more communication and have more patience with the with the manufacturer without the manufacturers sorry it will be impossible without even the customers and your partners it is impossible more dialogue with them and not to come and just take a decision which we might decision is taken that's leadership but decision has been has to be taken with consultancy with honestly with the, with the listening i'm always believer i don't want to be blamed for failures but I will have to take a decision. But really, the manufacturers are there. Why can't we just, you know, sometimes you have to admit, I mean, with some of the ASNs, when they ask me hard questions, uh, and one of them was UK Motorsport, I was not ashamed to say, I have no answer. Right. Really? I mean, I don't know everything. The team doesn't know. Nobody knows. And it will be really wrong to say, but to say, okay, I will study it, I will have the dialogue with, with the right people and come back to you. They cannot be just, there will always be a solution and the right solution. But when? I can't tell you now. Actually, I'll have to know what's going on. I have to go in and if I am elected straight away, I have to be stuck into it. Well, I have to say there are exciting times ahead. Yes, Muhammad challenging has. time, honestly. And and uh, um, it's it won't be easy, but, but Colin, you have to trust your people. You have to delegate. I, I can't do it alone. I will fail and I'm not interested in that. And as I said to you, it will be an evolution. It will be actually, I will not be micromanaging uh, things. I, I have to act and be a president than just doing these small things which you can have better people employed or staff or officials who can do a better job than me. Mohammed, I have to say thank you very, very much for your time. I know how busy you are, particularly no, during this event. Anytime. And I wish you all the very, very best. Thank you. You got me excited just listening to your ideas. No, no, no. Um, I wish you all the very best for your campaign. Thank you. I mean, the passion is there, Colin. Really, I, uh, I would like to be given a chance. Uh, to do uh, the. I am from an ASN. I'm a from mobility. I'm from the family. I believe the way uh, that the communication will be easier with the uh, understanding their needs. Uh, and that's what it's the FIA is about the members also and the motorsport. We have to take care of it and it has to be the priority. Mohammed bin Salam, thank, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Well, he's an interesting man indeed, isn't he? Uh, President Ben Salam. So let me know what you think. Have we got reason to be optimistic in the world of rallying? I, for one, feel optimistic, that is for sure. Uh, he has a deep passion for our sport and he understands that our sport has some very major issues and challenges ahead let us know your thoughts at Dirtfish Rallying on Twitter or maybe just leave a comment at the end of the article, that would be a good thing to do on our page dirtfish.com however you like to get in touch with us let us know your thoughts on President Ben Salayam's view on where rallying's at where it's going, has he got it right have we got reason to be optimistic thanks for listening folks to this very special edition of Spin the Rally Pod Spin the Rally Pod